Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name's Tara Gleason, and I'm the producer. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to show our gratitude for our educators. This is Teacher Appreciation Week, and so we want to thank all those educators serving our students on a daily basis. On this week's episode, Susan's going to speak with Maureen Stover, who is the 2020 Burroughs Welcome Fund North Carolina Teacher of the Year at Cumberland International Early College High School in Fayetteville, Cumberland County, North Carolina. She's dedicated to improving the educational opportunities for every student through equitable education initiatives and seeks to provide clear pathways for students to successfully enter the career or college program of their choice upon graduation from high school. This week's podcast has been made possible thanks to the Fort Bliss Spouses Association, Connecting People, Improving Lives. Let's listen in as Susan talks with Maureen about early college programs. Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. Hi, my name is Susan Sellers, and I'm a professional educator, curriculum developer, as well as researcher for the Military Child Education Coalition. In addition, I am also the parent to three teenagers and the spouse of an active duty service member. I'm going to be your host for today's episode. Joining me today is Maureen Stover, Air Force veteran, military spouse, mom to three boys, and a high school teacher. Today, we're going to be discussing the early college program for high school students. Maureen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me on, Susan. I really appreciate it. Before we chat about the early college program, congratulations. I've been told that you've been selected as the teacher of the year for the state of North Carolina. Is that right? Thank you so much. It's really an honor to be selected as the North Carolina teacher of the year. I love teaching. I love being with students. I love helping them develop socially, emotionally, and academically. And to have my passion and my love of teaching be recognized at the state level and to be selected as the top teacher in the state of North Carolina is truly an honor. Well, I have to agree. I, I definitely think of it as an honor and it's a testament, I think, to your work and dedication to students because you are also one of the four finalists now at the national level. Is that right? That is correct. Yes, I have been named as one of the four finalists for the National Teacher of the Year, along with the DC Teacher of the Year, the Utah Teacher of the Year, and the Nevada Teacher of the Year. And I am really excited to have an opportunity to work with those three teachers, along with the other teachers who represent all 50 states, plus our territories and the Department of Defense Education Activity Schools. We are really going to look at pushing forward some new ideas in education to help us reduce inequities across our nation and also looking for ways that we can begin including trauma-informed instruction in our classrooms. And so it's really an honor to have an opportunity to represent North Carolina at the national level. And it is an extreme opportunity and I'm hugely humbled to have an opportunity to work with the other teachers from around our nation on improving educational opportunities for all of the kids in our classrooms across the United States. Well, Maureen, best of luck. I believe the finalists are going to be announced at the end of April or beginning of May. But what I'd like to have you share with our listeners is talking about your time in the Air Force and being that you're military connected. How have those two aspects influenced you as a teacher? You know, it's funny because a lot of times people ask me if I thought I'd be a teacher my whole life, and really that's not the case. So um, I did start off in the Air Force as an intelligence officer, 
And my plan when graduating from high school was to be an astronaut. So I wanted to go to the Air Force Academy, go to pilot training, fly in the Air Force and apply for the space program. And unfortunately, my eyes were too bad by the time I graduated to go to pilot training. And so I had to shift gears and change my dream. And I shifted into becoming an intelligence officer. And what I didn't realize at the time is that being an intelligence officer would truly set me up for my career as a teacher. So I was getting information from different sources and I was compiling that into some kind of product that I could then share with someone. And I was doing it for different audiences. So sometimes it would be uh, a base commander, sometimes it would be a unit commander, sometimes it would be a flight crew. And I had to figure out how to keep them engaged so they wouldn't fall asleep during my briefing. I had to figure out how to present the information in the way that was best for them. And what I didn't realize at the time as an intel officer, but I now realize as a teacher, is that I was essentially figuring out how to write lesson plans because I was figuring out what I was gonna say. I was figuring out how was I going to present examples and how was I gonna engage my audience? And I was also learning how to differentiate information for the different groups that I needed to present information to. So without even realizing it, I set myself up perfectly to be a teacher coming out of my career in the military. Um, as I was transitioning off active duty, my oldest son's teacher needed some help in her classroom. And so she was asking for parent volunteers to come in. And so I volunteered to go in and help with reading groups. And within the first couple of days of volunteering in that classroom, I had fallen in love with the career field of teaching. And I knew at that point that I had really not only found my next career, but my true calling. And so I went into the education office at Laughlin Air Force Base and I asked them, what do I need to do to become a teacher? And they introduced me to the Troops, the teachers program. And I was then on my way to becoming a fully licensed classroom teacher. Um, and then along the way, I was also filling the role of a military spouse. And so that gave me some opportunities to really kind of hone in on my ability to develop my, my um, toolkit for addressing social emotional needs. So. I was able to go through key spouse training and help the spouses in our unit. I also filled a lot of roles um, in helping with some of the family um, aspects of our units, taking care of kids, setting up kids parties, helping families when they had a military member who was deployed so that we were able to support them fully while their spouse was away um, fighting in, in a conflict and a war in defense of our nation. And then I also had an opportunity to continue honing those skills as a command spouse. And so I feel like all of those different pieces really helped develop me as a teacher and truly gave me all the skills I needed to be the best teacher I could possibly be. And so I think it was really important that I was in the military, that I was a command spouse, and that I'm a military mom, uh, because that has really helped guide me and has helped give me the tools that I needed to be a very strong teacher. Currently, you're teaching high school biology and earth science in Fayetteville, North Carolina at the Cumberland International Early College. For our listeners that aren't familiar with the EC plan, would you briefly explain the concept of this particular program? Yes, so the early colleges are a really unique experience for students in high school. They were originally set up by the Gates Foundation as a way to help underrepresented minorities have an opportunity to get the skills they needed to successfully graduate from college with a two or four year degree. And the early college that I teach at is located on the Fayetteville State University campus. And our students come into our school as freshmen out of their eighth grade year. They spend their freshman and sophomore year in our school building working with high school teachers. But then as they go into their junior year, they begin to go out onto the college campus and take college classes with college professors and other college students on the FSU campus. 
So it's really a very unique program because it enables our kids to develop the skills that they need to be successful in the college level. And many of the students in my program will graduate with a uh, about 60 credit hours toward their bachelor's degree. There are many other early colleges in North Carolina and across the nation that are located on community college campuses instead of a four year college campus. And for those students, they will go through a very similar program to the one that we have at Cumberland International, but they will earn an associate's degree um, or an AA or an AS uh, when they graduate from high school. So they will actually have a high school diploma and an associate's degree. Our program's slightly different because we're on a four year college campus and FSU does not award associate's degrees. Interesting. So I know a lot of our parents, well, they're familiar with, say, a dual enrollment track, which is um, taking courses while in high school at the community college so that they can earn that dual credit for an undergraduate degree. How are these two programs differ, though? So our program differs from the dual enrollment program because from the time our students come in their freshman year, they are on the college campus. So Cumberland International Early College is a school building that is actually located on the Fayetteville State University campus. And we have a college liaison that works directly with our students in our high school building, but she is an FSU employee. So she's kind of the bridge between the college program and the high school program. And from the first day that our students come into our doors, we are talking only about college opportunities or about vocational opportunities or about associate's degree opportunities. So we are truly designed to help our students be college and career ready when they graduate from the K-12 system in Cumberland County. And where we definitely differ a little bit from that dual enrollment track is the way that the support system is set up within our school. So for students who are in the dual enrollment track, they are attending their traditional local high school that they're districted to based on where they live. And they have an opportunity to travel from that school building where they're districted to the community college that's in their area to take classes. But their teachers in their high school aren't necessarily going to be supporting them. They're not going to be there helping them. They're not going to be there guiding them because the community college program is distinctly separate from their high school program. In the early college program, the college program and the high school program are meshed together. So when you come into an early college, every teacher in the early college has a relationship with their the professors that teach the similar discipline at the college level. We also are going to be supporting our students every step of the way as they transition out of their high school classes and into their college classes. So we offer a program that's called AVID, which is Advancement via Individual Determination. And that is a course that's specifically designed to help our students be prepared for the skills that they will need to be successful at the college level. So your freshman and sophomore year, you do five days a week of AVID so that you have all the skills that you need to be successful at note taking, at reading, at asking questions, um, and understanding how to study for an assessment at the college level. We work with them on all of those things their freshman and sophomore year. That way, as they transition into college classes their junior year, they already have those tools so that they know how to move forward in their college classes to be successful. So really, I think the biggest difference between the dual enrollment program and the early college program, for both of them, you're going to earn college credits um, toward your bachelor's degree, but the dual enrollment program does not provide as much support from the high school to help students be successful in that college program, whereas the early college program is designed to fully support our students as they go into their college courses.
I think that's a really interesting concept that support system that is there to help these students to basically succeed, you know, as you mentioned, to make them career and or college ready. So what do you think specifically about the early college program, how it could be appealing for our military military connected students? So I think one of the things that's very appealing for the um, early college program for our military connected kids is that it gives them the opportunity to really excel, but it also gives them the opportunity that if they need a little bit of additional support, we're able to do that as well. So as the mom of three boys who had kids that ever on every PCS that we did, sometimes we would arrive at a base and my kids would be way ahead because wherever we had lived before, we were ahead in the curriculum. Other times we would arrive at a base and my, my kids would be way behind. And so we'd have to play some catch up to get them back to where they needed to be. When you go into a traditional school program, those schools are generally going to be very large. Um, for instance, in Cumberland County, most of our high schools have over a thousand kids in the high school. Whereas at the early college, we have 250 kids. Um, at the regular high schools, they also have very large classes. So most of the high school classes would probably be 30 to 35 students per class. Whereas at the early college, because we have less students, we're able to have much smaller classes. So many times the, the students in the class would probably be between 20 and 25 students per class. And what that means is that the teacher who is in the early college classroom with your student will have a little bit more time and a little bit more flexibility in helping your student. So if your student comes into our program and they are ahead of where we are in the curriculum, our teachers have already developed the skills and have the ability to accelerate your student um, to reach higher levels in that content area. Where if your student comes into our early college program and they are missing something, like for instance, maybe they missed some standards when, where you were living before, or maybe your student didn't take earth science because in the state that you moved from, earth science was offered in the 11th grade, not in the 9th grade. Our teachers are prepared to help your student catch up those opportunity gaps. And so we use data driven instruction to really identify exactly where your child is. And then we design a personalized educational experience for your student that is based on the concepts they have already mastered, helping them move ahead in those in those areas and identifying the areas where they might need a little bit of extra practice or some extra help. And then we're able to design um, remediation that is specific to them to catch them up to where they need to be. So because it's a smaller setting, I think that that's very appealing. Another thing that's very appealing is that when you earn those college credits through our program, the state of North Carolina and Cumberland County is paying for those college credits. And for many of our military families, while they can transfer their GI Bill to their dependents, if you have more than one dependent, you then have to split up those GI Bill years. So it's great if you have a program where your kids can actually get some college credit in high school that parents don't have to pay for, because that means that military members are then better situated to be able to um, provide their students with a college education that's debt free. Well, that is certainly some very positive ideas and concepts when it comes to early college to consider, you know, consistency in your curriculum, those additional supports, certainly saving money is, is always appealing for any family. So for those families that are listening and they're starting then to consider an early college program, what would you have them look into or evaluate when they're trying to make this decision? I think the first thing that's really important is your student's commitment to being at school every day. 
A lot of times people think that the early college programs are designed for students who have a five on their, their end of grade assessments or students that have straight A's coming out of middle school. And that's not the case at all. Our program is designed to help students who are fours and fives, but it's also designed to help students who are ones, twos, or threes on their end of grade assessment. And it's designed for kids who are straight A students, but it's also designed for kids that have Bs and Cs coming out of middle school. What we're really looking for are students who are motivated to work very hard and who are motivated to come to school every day ready to learn. And if your student fits that criteria, then they're the perfect type of student that we're looking for in the early college. Really the most important thing for us is that we have students who are in school every day because when your student is absent, it's more difficult for us to work with them to help them grow academically and to also address their social and emotional learning needs. So really the biggest thing we look for is good attendance um, because good attendance means that we're gonna be able to work magic with your students. So Maureen, as we wrap up today, do you have any final stories or advice for our military students and their families? So a couple of things that I know are always concerns for military families are the first one is what happens if we get orders uh, halfway through the program. And many times we are able to actually facilitate a transfer for your student to another early college if you get orders when your student is a junior or a senior or even if they're a freshman or sophomore. So for instance, I actually had a student whose dad got orders to Fort Hood in Colleen, Texas. And we were able to call ahead to the early college that was located in, in at, around Fort Hood, and he was able to transfer from our program into that program. We've also had students who come from Fort Hood and transfer into our early college program. So there is some ability for us to make some phone calls and to help your student transfer into another early college program if you're PCSing. And also if you're PCSing to the Fort Bragg area and you want your student to come into or remain in an early college program, you can always call our school and we'll see if we're able to facilitate that transfer. Another thing that parents are always concerned about is will these college credits actually transfer? So our early college program is part of a UNC aligned school. So Fayetteville State University is one of the schools that is in the UNC Alliance. So most of their credit hours are guaranteed to transfer if they were to go to any of the other UNC aligned schools. If your student remains at Fayetteville State University, all of their credits are guaranteed to transfer. And in addition to their, all of their credits transferring, FSU also offers an early college scholarship to our students that means that they will be debt free, meaning that your student would graduate with a bachelor's degree with zero dollars out of the parent or student's pocket, which is really an incredible opportunity. Um, sometimes we do have students who will transfer to a, another school and sometimes they will get information that not all of their credits are going to transfer, but there is an appeal process that our school counselor and school teachers will help your student with where we submit the syllabus, some work samples, and also some information about that class. And many times after submitting that appeal, we are able to actually get those credits to transfer. There are some unique classes that your student may take in the early college program, for instance, like a physical education class or a specific art class that there may not be a way to transfer. So sometimes there are some credits that do not transfer, but a lot of times we are able to get their, their credits to transfer. Um, a lot of people also wanna know, well, does my student have to stay in North Carolina or does my student have to remain at Fayetteville State University? And the answer to that is no. Um, so we have had students who have gone on to go to Spelman. We've had students who have gone to Boston University. Um, we have students who are hopefully getting into Duke this year. We're still waiting to hear on that. 
But so your student does not need to remain at Fayetteville State University, nor do they need to remain in the state of North Carolina. Those bachelor's degree credit hours that they will earn in the early college program will be accepted at any university in the United States. And so it's a really great opportunity for your student to have a chance to experience college in a college setting while they have the support of high school teachers to help support them. Um, and one of the things I think is really important about that is in addition to being an early college teacher, I'm also an AP physics certified teacher. So when I teach AP physics, I'm teaching it to high school kids as a high school teacher. It is technically college level work and my students have the opportunity to take the AP test and earn college credit, but I am not a college professor. I am a high school teacher. When our students go into college, the college professors teach differently and they have different expectations. And many times it's not the professor teaching, it's a TA teaching. And so that for a lot of students transitioning from high school at 18 into college, that can be a really difficult transition for them because it's, they're teaching so differently at college than we're teaching in the K-12 system that that can be a really hard transition. However, when you have a student who has gone through an early college program or has been involved in the dual enrollment program, they have a leg up of their peers because they have already actually been in a college class with a college professor or with a TA, and they've learned how to navigate that kind of college learning. Um, and when they're doing that in the early college program, it's very unique because we're there to support them. So on a daily basis, I have a room full of kids who are coming in to ask me for help with a paper, coming in to ask me for help with a science lab, coming in to ask me to check their math homework for their college class or help if they need some help solving a problem for their college class. You're gonna get that support in our school because our teachers are dedicated to kids being successful at the college level. And so it's really kind of cool to see that happening and to watch our kids grow as they transition out of our school building in their junior year and into those college classes, because we know that they're gonna be successful because of the supports that they have and because of their dedication to learning. Well, Maureen, I have to say you've given uh, myself and I think our listeners uh, a lot to think about, uh, perhaps to even research, you know, as a military parent uh, myself that we frequently moved, we're always looking for the best fit for each of our kids. So I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And I want to wish you one more time, best of luck in the finalists. We'll keep our fingers crossed that we see that that works out. But regardless, I know it's been a wonderful opportunity for you and just want to wish you the best of the rest of a great year. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And for our listeners, we'll include information on the early college program, as well as troops to teachers and AVID. That was the other program that was mentioned today. All three of those programs will include links in our show's notes. So don't forget to check those out. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the Fort Bliss Spouses Association. You can listen to this podcast and those archived by topic when you subscribe and download at Podbean, iTunes, MSEX, all military connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve education challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org. Follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of those who serve us all. Be sure to join us again next week. Thanks for listening.